When you come to ASI, you expect to be thrilled and challenged and stimulated and go home uh, remembering experiences where lives were changed, where God is using people just like you and me to reach a dead and dying world. Today, you're not going to be disappointed at all. Christian Burdahl, uh, over 10 years ago, founded the Shepherd's Call Ministry. Uh, Christian came from a background of abuse and hardship and heartache, but God used him in a remarkable way now in a, in a ministry of music and the spoken word uh, in both secular settings as well as in spiritual settings. He's invited around the world to minister in cross denominations, in secular events and, and all kinds of opportunities. Christian, how in the world did you end up becoming a Christian? My, I was raised in a non-Christian home, and my I was raised in a non-Christian home, and my mother was a non-Christian, and she gave me the name Christian. I don't know how. I've asked her that. She said, "I don't know. I just like the name." She says now it was providential. Praise the Lord. <laughs> um, but I was raised in an abusive home. Um, my mother was a 17-year-old um, young girl when she had me. My father was 19 years old. He was a drug uh, user and an alcoholic and uh, an adulterer. Finally, my mother, after having two different children, decided to um, divorce him. And she was a single mother taking care of three of us boys and sent off to babysitters. The babysitters, um, unfortunately, the babysitter's son uh, stole my innocence as a, a young boy. And then from there, um, my mother remarried, and she remarried to a man who became our worst nightmare, actually. And he was extremely abusive, very violent. Um, I've been whipped, I've been tied up, I've been tortured. I've had open wounds from the, from the top of my neck to my heels. And so it was a tough, a tough life as a child. Um, I learned that you put on a face even though your life is absolutely horrible and terrible, and you act like everything is okay. And that was my existence as a young child. It seems that uh, when we look at people, we don't know anything about their background. We don't know what's in their backpack. But uh, even through this heartache and tough time you had growing up, God still has chosen to use you. Which amazes me because I, how he got a hold of my life is absolute, an absolute miracle because Growing up when you have father figures abuse you and then my biological father um, molested all three of us boys and so we just had so much baggage and so much weight and so much hurt and pain that um, I, I honestly couldn't believe that there was a God in heaven that wanted to do anything good to me because everyone I had ever trusted had always hurt me. So for God to take me from that to... <laughs> singing and preaching for him is a miracle. Well, just think how many kids are out there that are going through this same kind of heartache that you did. I mean, it's not that uncommon. And here we just look at people all cleaned up and smiling and saying, good morning and how are you today, as though uh, nothing was wrong. And yet there are people that are hurting everywhere. 
And you must have had terrible pain as you went through this experience. Well, it, it was true. You know, there were no answers. Nobody ever shared Jesus with me. I, in fact, as I, as I graduated, actually what happened was I, I kept crying out and kept crying out and there was no answer. I cried out to God and there was no answer. And I said, well, if there's a devil out there and you can help me get me out of this. And of course, God said, he doesn't know what he's saying. Amen. <laughs> so... Um, God has protected me somehow, some way. I was, I was violent as a child. I tried to take my life a number of times. I was suicidal, but it never went through. God had always protected me, even though I didn't know him or acknowledge him. I was still his child. And then um, as a, this abuse went on until I was a sophomore in high school when I went to Child Protective Services, and I started telling them a story. What if something like this was happening? What if this was happening? I'm not saying it is because I couldn't trust anybody. My mother had mentally and emotionally checked out and my life was just a mess. So my mother finally woke up, divorced my stepfather, praise God, and we, we left uh, actually with the police standby the day we were moving out. We had police standing there uh, with their patrol cars in case he went crazy because he was pretty much crazy anyway. So... Um, what happened was I got involved in theater. I started finding escape in the theater arts as a young person. Uh, I went to a Christian retreat as a young person. And all it was was, if you don't worship God, you don't love God, you're going to burn forever. And I thought, well, there you go. It's just like the rest of the father figures I've had in my life. And so I wasn't interested. This was high school. This was in high school. And then right out of high school, beginning year of college, I got involved in television and video production. And uh, there I found another escape. I stopped doing theater. I started three, uh, two businesses, which grew into three. Uh, we were successful as young people. I was 21, uh, 20, uh, 19 to uh, 22 years old, and I was making lots of money. My, my career was expanding in audio and video production. And um, I was, uh, my business partner had embezzled from us oh, and, and totally ruined our companies, and I couldn't recover them. And so I was taking any job I could to try to put my financial life back together. And I was called by a producer one day, and he asked me if I would like to go and direct this thing called a camp meeting. I had no idea what a camp meeting was, and I grew up camping and enjoying camping, so I thought, sure, I like camping, I'll take the job. So I took the job, and uh, I show up on location looking for the man who was running the, uh, the uh, camp meeting, and I said, I understand this is a camp meeting, and you know, we'll set up our, our establishing shot and our, our re audience reaction shots. Do we need a handheld remote for shooting like the uh, tent and cooking demonstrations, you know? Uh, and he's like, tent demonstration? What are you talking about? I said, well, this is a camp meeting, right? And he said, yes. And I said, I assume you're going to be demonstrating camping equipment, right? And he says, oh, no, 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 uh, camp meeting. He goes, I've never heard that. That's good. <clears throat> and so I said, uh, oh, what it, what's a camp meeting? He, and, and, you know, there's a bunch of RVs out there and tents and people walking around in hiking boots. So I'm thinking, you know, it's a camp meeting. And uh, he goes, no, 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 this is a religious meeting that people camp at. And I went, oh. <laughs> Great. I'm going to learn about the God that never did anything for me. So where did it go from there? I mean, here you are in a camp meeting, and you're expecting to be putting up tents and have a bunch of Boy Scouts making fires. Exactly. Uh, there were no fires. There were no Boy Scouts. There were a lot of strange people. Uh, and they were, I learned they were called Seventh-day Adventists. And they talked different, and they walked different, and they dressed different, and their music was different, and 
But what happened as I sat there in the control, and we had a portable van, and as I sat there in that production van, and I was switching, I was being drawn in to what was being presented. I had seen now someone present Jesus in a way I had never heard before. Isn't that neat how God works? Amen. So here I am, the technical guy, which is where I'm very comfortable. I, I'm petrified to be right here, right this moment. I'm not the front guy. I'm, I'm much more accustomed to being behind the scenes. I like it back there with all the, uh, all the uh, crew. So I'm being drawn in. I'm hearing America was, in the, uh, was foretold in prophecy, and I'm hearing about the health message, and this guy is up there eating weeds off the side of the road saying, God has provided Daniel's diet. And I'm like, who's Daniel? You know, I, I knew nothing. And I'm thinking, these people are so weird, but I like them. This is really, this is really different. And Be encouraged, dear ones. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just a, a heathen that knew nothing, you know. So here I am listening to all of this, and by the end of the, the meeting, uh, the man that was running it, he and I became friends, and I was having some serious health issues. He helped me through those. I became a vegetarian. I became a vegan vegetarian. I, my strength returned. I, I'm stronger now at 40 than I was at 25 or whatever it was, at 24. And so what happened over time was God let my life just spiral out of control. And I couldn't find a job in production. I, by this time, I had amassed wonderful skills. I was uh, directing and editing and shooting and writing. I've been working with ESPN and PBS and Nickelodeon and, and a lot of high-end corporate work. And, and my career was really taking off. And when we moved actually here to Chandler, Arizona, in the record heat, um, you think it's hot today? It, it, no, it was hot a number of years ago. Record days over 115, the hottest day was 127, and I was selling cars without air conditioning. My life had went all the way down. So what happened was I just decided I'm going to take a trip, went back to California, and I had a desire to go see that guy that ran that camp meeting. Something inside of me was changing. My girl and I had separated. Uh, we had decided, got her pregnant. We lost the baby at five and a half uh, months, and it was a traumatic event for us, and we decided that we shouldn't be intimate together as worldly heathen people uh, because there were consequences for that, and we weren't ready for marriage. And so we were taking steps backwards in the eyes of the world, but we didn't realize that we were taking steps forward in God's eyes. And so he separated the two of us. I went and saw my friend and I was telling him how my life was falling apart. He just started laughing. And I said, what are you laughing at? This is not funny. He said, yes, I told you a long time ago, God has a calling for your life. And Amen. I said, I don't know what that means, but maybe you're right. So at the end of that conversation, he said to me, you know, I could really use a man like you in my ministry and doing video and graphic design and all this type of work. And friends, I want to tell you this. I tell you this very seriously. I knew right then when he said to me, I could really use a man like you. God put a picture like a movie in front of my eyes. 
And I saw, he showed me right then. I think it happened in a split second. I don't know how he has this technology, but it's, it's fascinating. And, and he played this movie in front of my eyes, and I saw where Jesus had been there from my birth. He had been there. I never took my life. He had been there, and he protected me when I prayed the prayer even to the devil. And he showed me all of these things through my life, how he had trained me up, how he allowed me to be trained up to be used for him in a later day. And I just thought, it just went right through my, and how he separated me from my, my fiance and all these things because he had to do something to me that I needed more than anything, and that was to deliver me from my baggage, to deliver me from my sin. And when I said, I'll take the job. Sounds like the shepherd's call. It was the shepherd's call. That's the name of our ministry. I heard the shepherd calling, amen? And he said, Christian, I want you to come. All broken and messed up like you are. I need you. I want you. I love you. And I thought to myself, what? And, I, and friends, I kind of joke about this, but I think a guardian angel grabbed, my guardian angel grabbed my jaw and imitated my voice and said, I'll take the job. Because there's, there, there is no way that I was going to go and leave Arizona where my girl was, who I was still in love with, and go work for a ministry. I mean, everything was not fitting. So he said, really, you'll take the job. And right then, I knew I was making a decision that would change my whole life. I said, yes, I'll take the job. And I didn't know what that meant. Eventually, I stayed there, and I worked for that, that ministry for two and a half years. And we studied out the Sabbath that next day. He said, if you're going to work here, you've got to understand why I go to church on Saturday. He presented it to me right from the Word of God, and I went, wow, is everything that clear in the Bible? He said, yes. And I said, well, I guess I'll be a Sabbath keeper. And we started studying over and over everything, every doctrine, and I fell in love with the Bible. I fell in love with the spirit of prophecy. Amen. Praise God for both. Amen. Amen. Where to go from there, Christian? From there, we went to um, uh, my, actually, where it went from there was a really good thing. God brought Kobe back into my life. Praise the Lord. And that was a miracle. I don't have time to get into all of that. But God, through a series of miracles, brought her back into my life as a, as a prayer to one of my fleeces. And by God's grace, I was this brand new Christian. And God had done something for me that I, I will be forever grateful he took away all of that baggage. Amen. He took away all of the pain and all the molestation and all the anger and all the rage. And he, he just did. He performed some sort of surgery that it no longer holds me back. And she saw that. She said, what's going on with you? And I didn't even know it was happening. What's going on with you? I said, I don't know. She says, but I like it. And I said, well, praise God. Amen. And she says, the, the good parts of you are gooder. That's not a good word, but are better. And the, the bad parts of you are, 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 where are they? And I said, I don't know. And, and, and she said, what's going on? I said, it's Jesus. It's praise Jesus Christ. I said, you haven't heard the Jesus that I've learned about now. I, I, you and I were not taught about Jesus when we were growing up. She was raised in an atheist home. And so she just started breaking and crying, and I had the privilege over the next couple of weeks to bring her to Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 And, and now you're actually being called. How did the ministry get started? And, and you're being called into <clears throat> remarkable places around the country. And I, I really am anxious to know how he made a difference uh, in the various places you're being invited to. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll leave out a large chunk of, 
us getting married and her believing everything and my children being born, which we were told would never happen. And then God said, Christian, I want you to go out and I want you to start singing and preaching. Now, friends, I knew like, I don't know, 10 songs that were Christian songs and I would do special musics. I'm not a trained vocalist. I don't have any training. I don't know how to sing professionally. <laughs> and so he said, go and sing. And I said, but bro- Father, I, me? You're at the bottom of the barrel. Come on, there's other people surely that can do this. And he says, and go out and preach. I said, preach? I had done one sermon on the dangers of television, and it got out there somehow. You know, that's how God is. He takes your little humble efforts and says, vroom, and he just sheds them out there. And all of a sudden, I'm invited to a camp meeting. We want you to come. We want you to sing. We want you to do a, a sermon. And when I got to my location, I went to my room. I went to pull out my notes because I was petrified as I am right this moment. And he says, I went to find him, and guess what had happened? I had left all of my notes in the seat back pocket of the airplane. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. <laughs> you see, you're much, much more senior in the faith, my brother. What I was like, oh, Lord, you called the wrong person. And, and so that, I went to the Bible and the spirit of prophecy had my, as my custom had become, and I found Sister White's first vision. I had, I had never heard it before. I had heard about it. And, and, you know, the vision of heaven where she's talking about the tree and the river of life and, and all the things. And, and as I was reading it, God said, put that song there. Put that song there. And in 35 minutes, a program entitled A Vision of Heaven was born. And that program we have done all around uh, this country and internationally. And so he impressed my heart. Go out and do this. And the people were blessed. And they were blessed. And I was blessed. And, I, and God showed me, I will give you a way that you can go out and sing and preach, and it will not be about you. It will be about me and my spirit of prophecy. Amen. Amen. So you give this kind of message even in evangelical churches? Correct. Yes. We, we're really running long here, but uh, I'm going to have to cut our program short. Uh, not only What happened is God put me... I came in through the, to the truth through the independent movement, And God did something to me, and what he did was he put me in almost exclusively in uh, Seventh-day Adventist churches when our ministry was started. I said, Lord, if this is what you want me to do, you need to make the phone ring, because I'm not going to call up and go, hi, I can come sing at your church. I didn't want to do that. And so the phone started ringing, and they came. I don't know how anybody knew about me, but the word spread. I think the angels went around and said, bring Christian, because they needed to, you people, needed to teach me something. And that was everywhere that God's people are, no matter where they are, no matter what church they're in, there is a certain group of people that has a flame of Jesus Christ burning. And God told me, look, these are my people, and I want you to be among them. And not only that, I want you to be with them. And ultimately, God led me to become, by profession of faith, to join the Seventh-day Adventist Church. And, and now I'm, a, I'm an ordained elder in the Seventh-day Adventist Church. And this is God's church, my friends. And we can play games and say, oh, this is problems here, problems there. Friends, there are problems everywhere. If there's a perfect church, I've decided I won't join it because I'll ruin it. Well, you even get to go to... Uh... Pentecostal churches? Yes. In fact, what happened was um, a friend of mine said, hey, we want to invite you into uh, a Sunday church. My uncle runs a Sunday church. Would you do that? I had only done it in my mother's Baptist church, and I said, sure, I'd love to do this program for any, any of God's people. And it opened up my mind 
to the fact that not only in the Seventh-day Adventist churches, but in the, all the churches across the land, there are the same people that have the same flame burning, my friends. And Jesus said, go and fan the flame. And so, yes, we go and we, we do these programs in public venues at Salvation Armies. We do them uh, at f- food kitchens. We, we do these programs in Pentecostal churches and Church of Christ and God and all these different churches. They, they invite me and I don't go to do a special music and support their service. They give me the pulpit and I do the service. Praise so Lord. I introduce them to the spirit of prophecy right in their own churches and they can't believe how beautiful heaven is. And they say, where did you get this? And we say, this, I've got plenty of more material you can read if you like. And so uh, praise God for that. And so they get introduced to Desire of Ages, Steps to Christ, that type, right in their own churches. And they invite us back. Praise the Lord. This media was produced by Audioverse for ASI. Adventist Layman's Services and Industries. If you would like to learn more about ASI, please visit www.asiministries.org. Or if you would like to listen to more free online sermons, please visit www.audioverse.org.